0: Howdy y'all. Um, it's been a couple weeks, I know, but we have been busy and Katie is still being busy, so it is just me, your girl Raven, alone today. So hopefully you're not excited because you know Katie is part of this, but a little you and me time, you know, get to know each other a little bit better, just the two of us. Um Also, I have been having, like, major technical difficulties with my mic today. I got a new mic from one of my friends, and that one was not working at all, so I put- I started recording with my old mic, and I still don't know if anything's working, so if stuff sounds weird or just horrible in any way, I am so sorry, and I will be working on getting that fixed for next time. But I had been, like, fucking around with my uh, microphone for, like, probably an hour at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't turn my phone on silent. (laughs) Um, For, um, yeah, I have been, like, fucking around with my microphone for the past hour. And I was like, you know what? I just want to record an episode. (laughs) Um, So, again, sorry if this sounds like crap. Um, I'm sorry. I'm turning my phone on silent right now. Um, But... Yeah, so like I said, it's just me today, just raving on my lonesome, Um, but I am going to talk about some crazy stuff today. Um, This is a thing that I found out about recently and in the, you know, right before I went to bed and I almost had nightmares about it. I didn't, I stopped myself, but I almost had nightmares about it because it is probably one of my worst, um, one of my worst nightmares, so... We'll get into that. But I did want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Again, you know, the beginning of every podcast, I always need to do housekeeping because that's just the kind of person I am. Um, Follow us on Instagram. We're at it's been mediocre because it's been pretty mediocre, if you ask me. Um, We're trying so hard to bring you episodes every week. And it's just our lives have gotten so hectic. Ever since we decided to do this podcast that it's just not working. So we do have planned to make a bunch of episodes on one day so that we can post more often and weekly. Um, We'll just be behind. Well, I guess we'll be ahead. You guys will be behind um, a couple of topics. So we won't be super as topical, but still. Um, So that's in the works at some point. At some point, we will be a weekly podcast. (laughs) um so excuse me I have to burp yeah I am so sorry that was disgusting but you know never hold in your gas it's really bad for you on either side it's really bad to hold in your gas um anyways (laughs) um so yeah Instagram I already said Katie's not here as you can tell she hasn't said anything because she's not here it's just me um So I hope this episode isn't too boring. I was very nervous to record this episode by myself um, because even though I do talk to myself constantly, doing it to entertain people is a scary thought. So again, sorry if it's boring. I hope it's not, I hope I do a good job. And so far I am doing better than I thought I would so far. So that's great. I um, am so sorry, my mother is calling give me one second. Okay, sorry. I hope that didn't um, interrupt things too much or add to my technical difficulties. Um, Everybody tends to contact me when I'm trying to do something that requires silence and not being interrupted. So, (laughs) love my mom, but... Anyways, so today I wanted to talk about the nutty putty cave accident um, of 2009. And I had never heard about this before until the other night, like a week or two ago. Um, I don't even remember what social media I was on, but it was a picture of people um, spelunking. That's the word. A picture of people spelunking. And in the comments, people were like, oh yeah, spelunking, spelunkers are nutso. Um, and then we're talking about oh yeah, the nutty putty cave accident, you know, that thing that happened. And I was like, that sounds fake. What the hell is that? So I Googled it at like 1230 PM, foolishly. And oh my God, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. Um, so let's jump right into it. Also, so sorry if you can hear my dogs and my ambient noises. I'm sorry. I live in a household with other people and animals and it's annoying. (laughs) So, so sorry again. Anyways, back to the Nutty Putty Cave accident, incident, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the difference between those two words. So, I am looking at an article on cavehaven.com just to reference. So, if you want to, I don't know, read along with me, you can look that up. Um, So, this is a horrible thing that happened, um, but we'll start with what the cave is. So, there's this cave in Utah County, Utah, that is called the Nutty Putty Cave, and that sounds so foolish and so, like, fun. Um, this is not a fun story, (laughs) but, so it is a huge cave system in Utah County, um, it is total length is 1355 feet and its depth is 145 feet, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you really think about it, it it's pretty deep. So um, I would recommend looking up a picture of it because it's quite, quite the quite the scene. So there's this main entrance and then there are two different ways that you can go. Um, and there's this very narrow area called the birth canal, I believe. Yes, right here. Um, so it's this really narrow area called the birth canal that is so narrow that you can barely, like, squeeze your body through it, right? And that's, like, a big draw for spelunkers to this cave system, um, is this birth canal. Uh, because it's big enough to successfully get through, but it's, you know, still small enough for those crazy uh, adrenaline junkies that want to feel like they're on the verge of death, I guess. Um, And then, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of different areas and different spaces to get lost and or stuck. And the other thing about it is that it got its name, the Nutty Putty Cave, from the like, dirt, I guess. I don't know the technical terms for this because I am not a spelunker. Um, But the dirt and, like, mud around this cave is, like, putty. Like, it's really squishy and, like, really, I don't know, just not great, you know? (laughs) So, with that out of the way, we're going to talk about John Jones. Um, And he was a man that used to go spelunking when he was a kid with his father. It was like a huge thing in his childhood and he, um, he wanted to go spelunking for something. Let me see if I can find it. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, it does not say at the part I'm looking at. Um, oh, it was a few days before Thanksgiving. That's what it was. So, On November 24th, 2009, John and his brother Josh and, um, a couple of their friends, I believe, were like, let's do a big old Thanksgiving, um, powwow thing of hanging out and let's go spelunking like we did in the old days. Um, says that they had nine friends and acquaintances that joined them, so it was a large group going into the cave. Um... So they set off at eight p.m. on that Wednesday, um, b- before Thanksgiving, and they were, you know, just having a good time. Everything was smooth. Um, they went through the biggest room in the cave, and then they were like, "Let's go to the birth canal. Why? Why don't we? That sounds like fun." So, John went first, and he thought that he had found the birth canal. So, he was like, okay, cool. Let me squeeze into this. Also, he was, like, a huge guy. I think he was, like, 6'2", and, like, 200 pounds. Like, he was a big guy. Um, So, he starts wriggling into this area, thinking it's the birth canal. Dick. I'm so sorry. I'm so burpy. I had um, tacos for dinner (laughs) and the beans are getting to me. Um, So sorry about the burping. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, he he gets his front in like his shoulders and his head into this little tiny area. And he's like, "Ooh, this is kind of a tight fit. And so he he's like, but I can I can get through it. So he like inches forward more and instead of it being the birth canal it's just a different smaller canal or or cave thing i don't know what to call it and once he realizes that this is not the way that he needs to go it's too late and he's stuck inside of this cave thing just stuck inside this tiny little thing and so he was like okay let me let the air out of my lungs to like you know make myself smaller and see if i can like push myself out but he was at like a forward tilt so it wasn't like it was easy for him to maneuver his way out cuz this was it, the, the canal was so small that he his hands were like pinned to his sides at this point i don't know how he got that far and didn't realize something was wrong but he did so his arms are pinned to his sides he's head at like a 45 degree angle in this like passageway well it's not a passageway because you can't pass through it in this cave thing and so he's like let me let all the air out of my lungs and try to push myself back out even though i'm like pinned in here so he lets all of the air out of his lungs and instead of going the way he wanted to go he slowly slides forward and then he has to take a breath cuz he's running out of air and so he's completely just stuck in this ca- in this cave um at like a 45 degree angle and so he's talking to his friend John- or his friend his brother his brother's name was John so he's talking to his brother John and he's like bro i'm fucking stuck dude um and so John goes and gets all of the friends and they try to like pull him out but he's, like, so smushed in there, they can't pull him out. So, they are, like, talking for a while, and, um, John, I'm sorry, excuse me, John goes and gets, like, goes to call for help, like, call whoever you call, the uh, um, ambulances, uh, the police arrest the cave, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who they called Cave Patrol. I don't know if that's a thing. It sounds like a thing. Cave Patrol, they called Cave Patrol. <laughs> and um Yeah, it says here in this um article that oh a fissure, that's a good word for it. But it says that the narrow crevice he was trapped in was 10 by 18 inches. That's tiny. Um, the size is comparable to the opening of a front-loading washing machine, except it wasn't a perfect stir- circle, and he was stuck in the tightest part of the opening. That's terrifying. That ugh, that sends shivers down my spine, bro. Um, he was trapped more than a hundred feet below ground, and all John could do was wait and pray. Bro, sorry, I just clipped really bad. Bro, what? That, I could not imagine the panic and the, like, I'm getting panicked just thinking about it and I've never been spelunking. I've never been in a situation like this. Why do people actively put themselves in these situations? I get, you know, adrenaline junkies and stuff like that, but I, ugh. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, my God. Anyways, so John, Josh, um, sorry, his brother, John's brother, Josh, um, he tries to get him out by pulling on his ankles, um, doesn't really do anything. Um, he, John was stuck with one hand pinned underneath him and the other one forced backwards. Um... And being at this angle, he was slowly, like, with the dirt that was shifting, he was, like, slowly getting deeper into this this fissure. Because, you know, gravity. You know, 9.6? Right? Avocadro's number? Anyway, I'm not a scientist. Don't listen to me. Um... So they called for help. Um the first person to arrive, her name was Susan, a local rescue volunteer. A volunteer. Which is also crazy to me that people have to volunteer to do things like firefighting and like rescuing. It's just that's a different. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um So she arrived sometime around midnight. Um and that was more than three hours since John had been trapped inside the cave. Um, so they talk for a little bit. Um, she says, hi, John. My name is Susie. How's it going? And he says, hi, Susie. Thanks for coming. But I really want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. Just, I can't imagine the panic. He's probably just completely shut down by this point. You're three hours into it. You don't know what's happening anymore. You're completely disassociating. So, okay. I just... I would have passed out within the first 30 minutes of realizing I was trapped in this. Like, uh -uh. uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. So then within the next couple of hours, like a bunch of rescuers arrived and they were talking about ways to get him out without hurting him. Um... They discussed everything, even lubing the cave walls um, until they decided to use rescue rope um, that passes through a series of climbing cams with one end of the rope tied around John's legs and the other pulled by the team. Um, At the same time, they were also tried drilling away chunks of rock near John, but the hard material and the awkward position made drilling a slow and painful work. And over an hour, they only managed to drill through a couple of inches of rock. Um, And then also with this, it doesn't really say at least I haven't gotten to it in this article but uh, the different article that I read they like attached the rope to him through all these pulley systems and they started to pull him out and one of the pulleys broke and that was like the most integral in integral 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 whatever that word is in integral <laughs> I just <laughs> said the same pronunciation like six times <laughs> integral how do you say that word hold on quick quick intermission Integral true goal that's not how you spell that integral pronunciation give me just one second ladies and gentlemen oh just give me the word integral integral Integral. that's okay we'll say integral (laughs) um the most integral pulley breaks and so they can't pulley him out with the rope anymore. Um, so he was trapped nearly upside down; only his feet were visible to the rescuers. Um, yeah, tried. Yeah, the pulleys broke, and the cave was so narrow. So all of the, like this huge team of rescuers were trying to get this guy out, but it's just like you know too many cooks in the fucking kitchen, man. Um. And so being at this angle, you know, this is not an angle that humans are meant to be at. It is harder to, for your heart to pump blood because usually it has gravity on its side to get blood to your lung. Oh, what's happening? happening? (laughs) Why am I echoing? Okay. I don't know what that was everything's going wrong today. I'm clipping. Oh my god. Everything is going wrong. Anyway, where was I? Um heart. Gravity helps to like move the blood around, but if you're upside down, it makes the heart like work twice as fast. Um twice as hard, not twice as fast. Um and trying to get yeah, blood out of your brain. Um so this was uh, not, this is not a position you want to be in for literally like six hours at this point. Um, also he was having trouble breathing. Um, it says he was swinging back and forth between panic and calmness. Um, oh, this is so sad. At one point they brought in a two-way cable radio and managed to lower it to him so he could speak with his wife. Um, they were both agitated but comforted each other. Um, John had now been trapped upside down for 19 hours. Oh gosh, this picture, maybe I'll post this picture on Instagram, um, so you guys can see it, um, but it just shows how narrow of a fissure this is, and, like, how small the rescue crews were in. Ugh, it's just terrifying, man. Um, God um let's see so they did pull him out a little bit with the pulley system before the pulley broke um he was almost out and then the entire team fell backwards as the rope suddenly went loose in their hands the closest rescuer felt something hard hit his face and he passed out for a second oh my god when he came to, he saw nothing but dust, and once the dust settled a bit, he realized the stone arch near John's legs where the rope was tied around had shattered, and the nearest key bolt had broken off. Um, John had slid right back down, this time seemingly deeper than before. Um, so, the rescuer that got bonked in the head had to leave the cave because he had facial injuries. Um... And then he, his breathing was, was more shallow and less frequent, and he was struggling to stay alive. The rescuer called for John, but received no response. Desperate, he tried to lower himself into the crevice to pull, put the rope around John's waist, but got stuck himself. After finally wrigg- wriggling himself free, he drilled a new hole for the pulley and crawled out of the cave, exhausted and to be replaced by yet another rescuer who reached John but couldn't make contact with him. Um, so, after that, a medical professional curled into the cave and reached John at midnight, November 25th. John was pronounced dead. Um, a total of 137 rescuers worked hard for 27 hours to save John, um, but he had to leave the tragic, they had to leave the tragic site with empty hands and heavy hearts. Um, so, that is so sad and just horrible. And then also, not even the worst part. Well, that is the worst part. Somebody lost their lives. But even worse, I guess. I keep saying the same thing and then correcting myself and saying the same thing again. But, I guess icing on the cake is that the next day, it was too dangerous to get his body out of the cave, um, authorities deemed. And a week after that, Utah County officially closed Nutty Putty Cave with his body still inside. So, John's family had a plaque put on the entrance of the cave in his memory, um, but his body is still stuck in that spot um, that he got stuck in. And it's just such a tragic story, <clears throat> and I couldn't imagine the, the pa- like, the fear and the panic. Ugh. And just every thought running through your head, God, I just, I, ugh, I just have to keep repeating myself because I, I have nothing else to say. I'm speechless about this. And like, I know people go spelunking every day and every, like, you know, most people are fine, you know, professional, blah, blah, blah. But you never know when something's going to go wrong. Or when a cave decides that hey I don't want to be a cave anymore I want to be uh just ground and it just and you are now buried like complete just uh, I hate it I hate thinking about it and if if you guys haven't just looked up what picture like pictures of spelunking spelunking um it's terrifying to look at these freaking pictures especially the underwater ones bro no and like little kids go and do this all the time i mean i guess somebody's got to do it and everybody has their hobbies if you're a spelunker i'm sorry that i'm like shitting on your thing but oh god just looking at these pictures puts a pit in my stomach Ugh, no thank you. Uh, Sorry, now I'm just looking at pictures of people spelunking and getting nauseous. Um, Yeah, so that was the the Nutty Putty cave incident. Um, Nutty Putty is no longer open, um, so you can't go find his body. Um, They closed it because they were scared that there might be more deaths because... A couple years before john jones's death there were a couple boy scouts that went um spelunking in that same the same nutty putty place a different area um and they one of them i think um tragically passed away um let me look up you would think i would have looked all of this up before um and, like, you know, written stuff down and been more, like, I don't know, professional about this. But, no, we're looking this up at the same time. <laughs> um, um, what the heck? Uh, Sorry I'm saying um so much. Okay, so here we go. Um, so, two thousand. this happened in 2001, so eight years before um, John Jones' death. Um, two 13-year-old Boy Scouts um, spent about four hours trapped in the birth canal. Um, in the fr- oh, they, they did free the boys. Um, so, the Utah County Search and Rescue personnel freed the boys who were tired and dehydrated. Um, and then another time... Yeah, I guess a bunch of Boy Scouts just kept getting trapped in the birth canal for whatever reason. Um, but it was nicknamed the the like Boy Scout trap or something like that. Something, something n- not very nice. Uh, so, yeah. I'm glad that this cave isn't open anymore, uh, because that was probably not a great cave to be in, um, but yeah. And he was going to school to be a pediatric pediatric um, cardiologist, which, I mean, anybody dying is sad, but somebody trying to save lives dying is even sadder, especially because he probably died from his heart, Ugh. you know? I-, I ironic I- irony <laughs> in life is just the worst you know it, you know irony is is the just a cr- cruel mistress karma and irony are just cruel mistress lesbians that just want to fuck you uh and they do. They, they fuck a lot of people. <laughs> um, also, speaking of irony, this is going completely off topic. Um, I, why do we have a microwave popcorn button? Like a popcorn button on our microwave if every bag of popcorn specifically says in bold font, do not use the popcorn button? I think that's really ironic. Um, the greatest trick the devil pulled was putting a popcorn button on the microwave that nobody can use. Um, so yeah, I don't know why that is. Let me Google that. This is a a shit show of a, of a solo podcast episode, but you know, I'm here for the ride. Um, I cannot type my Grove. I'm here for the ride. I am having fun. I'm doing a lot better than I thought I would. I thought there would be a lot more awkward pauses. Um, I do think I'm talking a little fast, but hey, the world we live in, you need to talk fast to get shit done. You know, fast talk, less word. Um, um, yeah, I know... Why is there a popcorn button on the microwave? Why can't we use a popcorn button? Um Okay, so the first answer on Google says, even popcorn bags have a warning on them telling you not to. The popcorn setting on microwaves only has a preset time and no humidity sensor, which means that microwaves can't tell when s- the, the microwave can't tell when something's burning. So then why, why, why? Let's ask Reddit. Um, (laughs) um, So this response to the question, why is there a popcorn button on the microwave? Every popcorn bag says not to use popcorn button. And the top response is my microwave popcorn my microwave's popcorn button activates a sensor that detects when pops are far enough apart, indicating that the bag is cooked. Also, I'm not gonna let some fucking bag tell me how to live my life, and that's a great answer. But I don't think that most microwaves have that feature. Um. So yeah, now that I'm on, I, I've gone way off topic of the nutty putty. Cave incident, but now you know this is just gonna be a stream of consciousness from now on. Also, I didn't set a timer. I have no idea how long I've been talking for. My boyfriend did message me right at the beginning of this, and that was 28 minutes ago. So I'm gonna assume we're at about 30 minutes. So stream of consciousness for the next 30 minutes. Um or so. Maybe I'll cut this episode short. Who knows? I am just really off going off the rails. But I am having a lot of fun just talking. I hope you guys are having fun. Our halfway check-in. How are you? Are you doing okay? How was your day? No, no, no. You can tell me about it. I'm here to listen. Okay, that's enough. I don't really care that much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do care. It's just that I can't hear you. Um, But you can hear me. Um... So, yeah, I don't really know what else to talk about. Maybe let's just see what's on, what's on, um, like, if I Google news. Oh, I know what we can talk about. I just saw this on World News Tonight as I was passing through the living room, um, of my home because my mom constantly has the news on. Anyway, as passing through the living room to get to my humble abode, my room, my fortress of solitude. And they were saying that United Airlines is purchasing Super Jets to, that can get you from Newark to London in four hours and from San Fran to Tokyo in six hours. Um, and there is one other one that I can't remember, but those were the two that I cared about. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh my god, no. I would never get on a plane that goes that fast. Because I think they, they like, Sonic Boom. Like, it's real, you know. I mean, yeah, it's real fast. You're taking a, like, what, 18-hour flight and taking it down to four hours? Sonic Boom speeds real fucking fast. And like I said, I'm sure a lot of people are like, no way would I ever get on that plane. And I would, I understand However, I do have pretty bad plane anxiety, but it's not because we're flying. It's because I'm trapped in a small contained area with a bunch of strangers. And the longer that that goes on, the more panicked I get. So like a two and a half, three hour flight I can kind of handle. The last 30 minutes are pretty rough. But the thought of being on a plane for like four plus hours... I would have to be on so much Xanax that I forgot my last name. Because thought I would start having a panic attack. And I don't want to have a panic attack on a plane. Because that sounds like the one of the worst places to have a panic attack is on a plane. And usually I'm flying alone. So I'd be having a panic attack by myself on a plane next to a stranger. And that's just not... That ain't it, Chief. It Oh, no, uh-uh. But... And, like, I've talked about this with my friends and my boyfriend of, like, yeah, I'd love to go across the pond, uh, you know, see London, see Worcestershire, um, but I literally don't think I could physically be on a plane over the ocean f- for, like, 12 hours, so if I can get on a Sonic Boom plane... And be there in four hours, oh man, am I going to pay out the wazoo for that. I will pay so much money so that I don't have to be on a plane for 12 hours. And I do get the fear of wanting, not wanting to get on this plane because a scary plane, fast plane, the faster you're going, the harder you fall. That's the... saying right the the higher and the faster you are the harder you fall um and I get that I do but at the same time I don't because when you rather have the plane ride over with quicker so that you don't have to be on the plane longer and be scared that the plane's gonna crash that's my thought process on it is like if I can cut the duration of the scary time I will do that I will pay extra for that Um. so yeah also people are always like oh just take a nap every nap I've had on the plane has been like 25 minutes and I always think oh it's been like two hours it's almost time to land and then I check the time and it's been 25 minutes and I'm like oh god Now it feels like I've been on this plane even longer than I actually have. Because instead of being awake for two and a half hours and, you know, experiencing two and a half hours, it's, I was awake for an hour and a half, and then I fell asleep for 25 minutes, but I thought it was an hour. So I wake up and I'm like, oh, I only have 30 minutes left. No, no, you still have like 45 minutes left. Anyways. Planes are just not it. And I feel like I've traveled a bit. And it's just, I just really, I don't like planes. But, okay, but I do like planes. See, the problem is, it's the, the crampedness, the, the, the thought of being in a place that I can't leave. You know, it's claustrophobia is what it is. Because I love watching... The takeoff and watching the descent and I love like seeing the clouds and being higher than the clouds I think planes are so cool and a miracle like humans created a way to fly in the clouds that's crazy where every time you get on a plane you're walking onto a miracle an engineering miracle and I think it's amazing I think planes are amazing And like I just said, I love watching everything get smaller. And then on the descent, watching everything get slowly bigger. And like, I just think looking out the window is so cool. I always have to have a window seat. That's one of the ways that I keep myself not panicked is, oh, there is an outside world, you know? But I hate being confined in a space that I can't just get up and get out of you know we can't just stop at a road at a road stop rest stop I can't just stop at a rest stop get out and stretch my legs no I'm trapped in a hot dog I'm trapped in a hot dog with windows I'm trapped in a fucking wienermobile an Oscar Mayer wienermobile that I cannot get out of I'm trapped for hours in an Oscar Mayer hot dog maybe that will make me feel better about it if I think about being trapped in an Oscar Mayer hot dog. Speaking of Oscar Mayer hot dogs. I remember. I have a picture of myself as a small child. I don't know where it is. I haven't seen it in years. But I do remember. I have a picture of myself as a small child. Standing in front of an Oscar Mayer wienermobile. I don't know if that's what they're actually called. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they are. Also, I doubt that they make them still. And that's a fucking uh, tragedy. Um... I don't think people are as excited about baloney as they used to be. Um, but I remember. Damn. Can I buy. Can I purchase and drive an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? They are called a Wienermobile. Oh my God. There's a picture of somebody being proposed to in front of an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. That's amazing. I'm saving that picture. Um. <laughs> that's gonna be my new um screensaver on my (laughs) somebody's proposal (laughs) that some stranger's proposal is gonna be my my screensaver on my phone um are they still active oh my god be a hot dogger oh my god hold on i'll get back to my story in a a minute they do still have them find the closest wiener (gasps) mobile location they do tours year-round oh only on the east coast are you fucking kidding me okay we gotta go to the east coast the closest to me is south dakota that's only one state i mean north dakota that's only one state away it's only one state away i wonder if they ever i wonder if they like start on the west coast um it doesn't say interesting that's so exciting that they they only have six they have six different hot dogs and wheels around the country at all times okay okay request a visit oh my god sorry i've gone off on a tangent about the wiener mobile i didn't think that they would still be around the first wiener mobile was in 1936 bro what the hell? I didn't even know there were cars in nineteen thirty-six, let alone Wienermobiles. Hot doggers wanted! Oh my god, you could be you could you could be a Wienermobile driver! Oh my god. Okay, that's it. I'm packing up my stuff and I'm moving to the East Coast and I'm going to become a hot dogger. That's my story. Oh my god, they have merch. They have a Hot Wheels Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile. <laughs> they have a parking parking sign. Reserve parking for the Wiener mobile only. Oh my god, I think I need this Hot Wheels. How much is it? $19. That's pretty stiff. But I kinda want it. I'll put it on my wish list. They have caps and they have a, a plushie. <gasps> the plushie is also $19. I might need to just go a little crazy. My birthday is on Sunday. Maybe I'll just go a little crazy and get some Oscar Mayer Oscar Wiener Mobile merch. Anyway, back to my story. My original story before I went nuts. So, I they gave me the hot dog whistle. Which why is that not one of their merch items? Um, that seems like flawed marketing right there. But they gave me the little wiener wiener whistle. <laughs> the, they gave me the wiener whistle sorry I can't (laughs) they gave me the wiener whistle and they're like okay whistle with the wiener (laughs) and I was like okay and I whistled with the wiener um and then they were like yeah sing the Oscar Mayer wiener or like the Oscar Mayer theme song and I was like I think I was at like three or four and I was like, I don't know what the Oscar Mayer Wiener, or the Oscar Mayer theme song is. I'm sorry, I'm like crying from saying Wiener whistle. <laughs> um, I was. They were like, I I was like, I don't know what the what the Oscar Mayer Wiener, no Oscar. I'm having a problem here. They were like, sing the Oscar Mayer theme song. I was like, I'm four and I don't know what the Oscar Mayer theme song is because I watch fucking Teletubbies and the doodle bops I don't watch Oscar Mayer commercials and they were like okay that's okay you can just sing the alphabet (laughs) and so I just I have this memory of my dad like taking a picture of me in front of an Oscar Mayer wienermobile with the hot doggers and I'm singing the alphabet (laughs) instead of the Oscar Mayer theme song I'm like crying. I haven't thought about this in so long. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> so, wow, this was a journey. Um, I can't believe that they have they have embroidered caps. Man, the embroidered caps are twenty four dollars, bro. What colors do they come in? This is white. They only come in white? That's a lie. Um, okay, I guess they only come in white. That's weird. Because the picture that they have on their website is black and red. And then when you click on it, it takes you to a different Oscar Myers website. Um, the only color that they have is white. <laughs> so, damn. That's crazy. I thought for sure that, that the Wienermobiles were not going to still be a thing. I feel like people i mean i'm so glad that it's a thing you know we need to i f- there's no more fun in the world you know everything is minimalist and black and white and gray and everything is you know we need to be serious no bitch give me an oscar meyer wiener mobile put a wiener whistle around my neck i'm so sorry oh my gosh i'm so sorry uh give me one second so sorry about that. Um, I don't really remember what I was saying. Oh, yes, I do. Give me a Wienermobile. Put a Wiener whistle around my neck and let me sing the ABCs in front of a Wienermobile in front of a grocery store. This is the America that I miss. Good old fashioned tomfoolery. That's what America's missing these days. It's just some panache. Some, some tomfoolery, you know? Uh, so, a mini. They have a mini one? (gasps) Oh my god. What is this? Oscar Wire, Oscar Meyer Wienermobile pedal car for $400. It's like, those tiny cars that like kids get. Not the ones that have um, their own, you know, like, gas pedals and stuff. This is, like, an actual pedal car, but it's about the size of a, of a small one. Damn. Oh, they do have a mini one! Like, an actual mini one on a Mini Cooper! (gasps) It's a tiny hot dog! (laughs) Okay, I need to get, I need to stop talking about the Wienermobile. Um... I can't believe there's only six that operate through the entire United States. <laughs> Their w- wiener dog locator is called Where My Dog's At. They have a Twitter? I know I shouldn't be looking at things that you guys can't see. Uh, they posted, Oscar Mayer posted a ad with the caption, Meat worth a mic drop. That's questionable. Damn. That's crazy. I can't believe the Wiener Mobiles are still wienering around. That's amazing. I love that for Oscar Mayer. Love that for them. I always used to also get Oscar Mayer and Wiener Schnitzel confused. Um,. Because they both had hot dogs and they were both yellow and red. Um, but now I know the difference as an adult. I know that Wiener Schnitzel is a restaurant. Oscar Mayer makes bologna. Well, they also make hot dogs, but I mainly got the bologna. And the the, the ham with cheese in it. Do you guys remember that? That's kind of gross looking back on it. Ham with cheese in it. God I'm just imagining what it looked like. It was gross. Do they still make that? Ham with cheese. Cheese in it. Ham and cheese. Oscar Meyer. yes they do. Yes sir. It literally looks like it has mold on it. It looks like a slice of dirty ham with mold on it. How gross. How gross! That's crazy. What other things did Oscar Mayer have? Show me pictures. They have wieners. I don't think I ever got an Oscar Mayer wiener. I only got Oscar Mayer, like I said, bologna and the ham with the cheese in it. I was a uh, what's Big Five? What's that hot dog brand? hot hot dog hot dog brand hot dog brand big five right not hebrew national ballpark bar s i would either get bar s or ballpark and maybe no i don't think i ever got hebrew national anyway i don't know why i'm talking about my hot dog choices as a child i had no say in it those are just the ones i got but i do remember that classic Bologna. Packaging that was bitch to get open. Damn. I love novelty things like this. I think they're so fun, and not enough places have novelty things like this. You know? More brands need to come out with Wienermobiles. I feel like if they did it now, though, it would seem disingenuous. You know, this was back in the, this was started back in the good old days. When companies cared about their consumers, I feel like the only kind of, of company that could, could pull this kind of thing off would be like a small non-corporation company, you know? Cause I feel like if fricking Taco Bell came out with like a Chalupa mobile, everybody would be like, Ugh. okay, we get it. And you're trying to do with something here. You know, but if, like, I don't know. I don't know any, like, medium size. Can't think of any company that could do something like this and it not be, like, in bad taste, kind of, you know? So. Anyway. What a wild ride we've been on. I think I'm coming up on an hour. I'm gonna burp again. Yeah. I really loosened up. I... Can't believe how well this episode was actually. Um, It was, in my opinion, it was pretty smooth. It went a lot smoother than I thought it was gonna go. Um, It wasn't very smooth, and there was a lot of topics. But you know, what can you do when you're all alone? You just start rambling. You just start going. You just start going and you can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, I'm starting to tear up again because I'm making myself laugh. <laughs> I'm such a dweeb. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, if you're still listening after all of that, I applaud you for your perseverance and your dedication to finishing things that you start. I hope you're doing amazingly. I hope your entire month, well, the month just started. But I hope your entire month goes well. I hope last month went well. I hope you're doing well in every aspect of your life. And if you're not, that's okay. You don't always have to be doing well. You know, you got to have the bad times to realize that the good times are good. You know? So, my recommendation for the week um I started watching this show called New Activity. No. No 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 no. Absolutely not. That's not what it's called. <laughs> I have a couple of recommendations, but I started watching the show called No Activity on Paramount Plus. And the only reason I got Paramount Plus was to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna cancel my subscription after I finish all of the available seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race that are on Paramount Plus, including All Stars. And then I finished watching All Stars and I saw an ad for this show. Um so I started watching it, and I'm pretty sure it's an improv show. Um, or like a loosely scripted show, but it has a bunch of people that were on SNL. Um, Will Ferrell's in it for a couple of episodes, and it's just a really funny show. The episodes are like 25 minutes each, and it's just like, you know, that kind of anti-humor. I just love it. It's really funny. I would recommend it if you're into that kind of humor, kind of like anti-weird humor. Um, Another recommendation I have... Um, My boyfriend and I, (laughs) so, okay, here's the backstory, right? So, Katie, beautiful, wonderful Katie, my co-host, Katie, she was an extra on this show called Daybreak that was filmed in our state a couple years ago, and The other day I was hanging out with my boyfriend and he was like scrolling through Netflix and he was like, what should we watch? And he scrolled past Daybreak, which I had never watched before because I'm a horrible friend and I didn't watch the show that she was an extra on. But (laughs) I've watched it since. But um, I was like, oh, Katie was a extra on that show. And he was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Let's watch it. So we started watching it and it's a really bad show. (laughs) But it's also a really good show. So we start watching it in the first couple of episodes. There's 10 episodes. So the first three episodes, we were like, okay, this is cringy and I kind of hate it, but I hate it enough to hate watch it. Um, And then the next three episodes, we were like, okay, hold on. This show got kind of good. What the fuck? Why am I kind of liking this? Um, Why am I so invested? And then the last three episodes before the final episode come around and we're like oh just kidding I absolutely hate this I kind of want to stop watching it now but we're gonna finish what we started um and then we get to episode 10 and we're both crying out of emotions that this show had the audacity to give me you I just if you are a person that loves to hate watch and loves like bad teen shows, I would highly recommend checking out daybreak um, just because of the emotional roller coaster that you go on. because um, we both were just on the on the last episode we were both just sitting there like, who gave this show the right to make us cry? What the fuck is up with this? It's just... It's a crazy show. And I came to love it. Even though I hated... There's a lot of, like... Feminist propaganda, I guess, in it. And I don't know if it was sincere or not. um, Or if it was, like... Trying to make commentary about it. But it's Netflix. Like, come on. So... There's a lot of, you know, moments of... "Eh, Screw men. All men should die. But other than that... It's a good hate watch show that you... Kind of find a place for it in your heart. And there was only one season, and I was kind of upset about it that it didn't get picked up for a second season. Um, but I did never find Katie in the background of the episode she was in, so that's unfortunate. Um, but there are a lot of endearing moments in it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and there are graphic novels, and I feel like I might need to grab those too fill the void. The daybreak void in my heart. I'd never thought I would have a daybreak void in my heart. We stayed up till like 3 a.m. watching it because we didn't want to stop watching it. It was crazy. I've never felt this way about a show in a while. So anyways, would recommend daybreak. It was a crazy wild roller coaster and I loved it and hated it. I laughed. I cried. You know, I had my cake and I ate it too. Anyways, um, so I guess that's it for now. Um, my birthday is on Sunday, um, which has no importance to this podcast whatsoever, but I'm gonna be 22. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Uh, so yeah. Um, any last things? Follow me, follow the podcast. I mean, you can follow me too, but follow the podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm going to try to be better about posting updates, um, and making more kind of original content that has to do with the episodes instead of just posting our little cute little artwork. Even though I love our cute little artwork done by Daniela Biscista, follow her on Instagram. Um, so more things are coming for Instagram, more things are coming for the podcast, and more things are coming just in general, you know, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll have an episode next week. I think we will. I'm pretty sure that we will. So tune in next week for a banger of an episode. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Hopefully Katie will be back. She said she will, but she has been really busy these past couple of weeks. So we'll see if it's a solo episode again. Um, because I have no life and no hobbies. This is my hobby. And she has other hobbies and other things. And a big family. And I do not. So, anyways, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. I've gone into a state of delirium from talking about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And I'm going to go and just stare at pictures. I'm going to print them out and put them on my wall. And I'm going to stare at these pictures for the next four and a half hours. And then after that, I'm going to drive to North Dakota, and I'm going to get in a Wienermobile. And I'm going to steal it like it's GTA. And that's what I'm doing for the rest of the evening. So I hope you guys had a blast listening to this episode, because honestly, I was dreading recording an episode by myself, and I had quite the blast. And I just keep talking even though it seems like I've been trying to wrap this up for the past 20 minutes. Because I'm just having a fun time and I don't want the fun times to end. But I guess I really should go now because I've been droning on for a while. So I've been Raven and Kat hasn't been here and it's been mediocre. Love ya!